0: Turn, turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And I'm a, I'm, 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 our text is Philippi, Philippians 4.4. 4. But I'm going to be reading from verse 17 of the previous chapter through verse 9 of chapter 4. And I know you won't mind having confessed your sins and entered the worship, being called by God to do so, to stand as we read Philippians, beginning at verse 17 of chapter 3. And let me pray first. Our Father, help your servant. He is nothing. Jesus is everything. We praise you for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and such a great covenant God. Now speak, O Lord, for your word is sure and right and pure. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Beginning at Philippians 3, verse 17. Brothers, join me in... Yes, I entreat Euodia and I entreat Sentiki to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say Rejoice. Thus, the reading of God's holy word. Once again, you may be seated. As I mentioned, our text is Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. What? Rejoice during COVID-19? Rejoice is a verb. It means to be filled with joy. It has absolutely nothing to do with our present circumstances. It doesn't have anything to do with the happiness that we might get from our circumstances. This joy comes from heaven. It springs out of a deep commitment that you and I have to the Sovereign Lord. And it is available to us both when the seas of our circumstances are smooth and when the billows are raging. Christian joy is one of the fruit of God's Spirit. It's not a fruit of happy circumstances or human achievement. Winning the lottery cannot produce the kind of joy that Paul is talking about here. It's the fruit of God's spirit. And the Lord, through Paul, is reminding us of that. But in a very true sense, as the inspired apostle reminds Christians to rejoice in the Lord always, he was also reminding himself that he could rejoice in the Lord despite his own unsettling circumstances. He himself was weighed down by his circumstances and very sorrowful. We're not not told in full as to why, but in the second chapter of this letter, we're told that his fellow worker and dear friend Epaphroditus was ill and almost died. Paul indicates that God spared his friend from death, and in doing so, it spared him from from sorrow upon sorrow. I I think that's striking. He's saying, Paul is saying, I'm already deeply sorrowful, and if my friend would have died, it would have been sorrow on top of sorrow for me. Paul wasn't one of these pie-in-the-sky Christians who acted like his circumstances in this life didn't matter. At this point in his life, he was in a Roman prison, and he did not know whether he was going to live or die. His circumstances mattered greatly, didn't they? Chapter 1, verse 25, his expectation was that he would live. But in the same chapter, he waffles a little bit. He says, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And he goes on to say, if I go on living, it will mean fruitful labor for me. But which one should I choose? He's not contemplating ending his life. He's just saying I'm suffering. And I want to keep laboring for the sake of the gospel, but right now being with my Savior in heaven doesn't sound too bad. Have you ever been there? In the second chapter he says I'm being poured out like a drink offering. These were Paul's circumstances. The circumstances of this life are often tenuous, aren't they? Heavy, sad, frustrating, hard, and and sometimes they're scary. Circumstances fluctuate. But God in his nature and attributes does not fluctuate. Rejoice in the Lord. And what we have in the gospel of Jesus Christ does not fluctuate one iota. Rejoice in the Lord. And the apostle is not only reminding us in Philippians 4.4 that we can and should rejoice in the Lord. He's reminding himself too. It's not that he's unconcerned about his circumstances. He's just reminding himself that he has so much infinitely more than his circumstances. The COVID 19 pandemic has not been easy for anyone, has it? Some families have lost loved ones, and some families have been separated in that process. That's painful. In the last couple of months, much of our life has been altered. I'm not a pessimist. Lord willing, the virus will wane more and more and things will continue to settle down and the economy will get cranked up again. That's a good thing to desire. There's nothing wrong with that. As I mentioned before, I do feel sorry for people in some states who are still unable to open their small businesses. If people can't work, they can't eat and if they can't buy groceries and eat that's not a good thing if people can't work they will be prone to depression and more so all of this has to be put into the covid response equation our circumstances are important and in light of the sixth commandment we are supposed to care about such circumstances and make our voices heard we care about people as pastor, I've had multiple conversations in recent months about how some men in political in the political arena are trying to milk this crisis for all its worth because of their lust for power and this of course hurts people. What's new? There are also worries about a possible future mandatory vaccine and tracking apps. These are all circumstances or possible circumstances that really do matter because life matters and people matter. And Christians are not called to sit on the sidelines. We are to work to promote the well-being of others so that their circumstances can improve. But at the same time, we must hear what the apostle is saying an improved life, an improved economy, less virus sickness is not the source of true Christian joy. And that's what we see in Philippians 4.4. And the first thing we can point out is this. For the Christian, true joy is found in who God is. It's found in who God is. That's why Paul says... Rejoice in the Lord. The Bible does not so much define God as it does give us insights into God's nature and character. The shorter catechism says God is spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. There is no one like him, there is no other. Man was made in his image, but it's very important for man to understand that we are more unlike God than we are like him. There is none like him. He is all sufficient, incomprehensible, everywhere present. All of God is with us here today and all of God is in Uganda today. There's nothing that God does not know in terms of knowledge. He is most wise, most loving, most holy. And with all of this, we're just scratching the surface of of, of the God who has brought everything into existence, ex nihilo, out of nothing. Understanding who God is and having awe, as we look at that, and having a deep yeah. sense of trust in Him is 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 yeah. is, is the uh, combination for Christian joy. R.C. Sproul has a quote. I don't know the the uh, I don't know it word per word, but the gist of it is this. I don't want you to love and worship God for what you can get from Him. I want you to love Him for who He is. And John Piper says the same thing with a little bit of an interesting twist when he asks this very probing question. He asks, if you could go to heaven and it was absolutely perfect, no sickness, no pandemics, perfect relationships incomprehensible beauty all around you no natural disasters amazing food fulfilling work and activities if you had all this and much more in heaven would you be satisfied if Jesus was not there You see, Christian joy is not found in circumstances. It's found in God. And in God alone. It will be his awesome presence in heaven that produces moment by moment for all eternity joy in our souls and in every fiber of our being. But now, in the muck of this life, in our pilgrimage toward our true heavenly home, joy is produced in us as we study who he is in God's word and learn to trust him no matter what we're going through. Sadly, the best, the absolute best, that those who are outside of faith in Jesus Christ can hope for during the COVID-19 crisis is that things will get better and that things will get back to normal but if that's the ceiling that's sad how high is your ceiling And that's one reason why the Apostle Paul at the end of chapter 3 of this letter speaks of the unbelieving world as the enemies of Christ but he does so with tears because he knows that their minds are set fixed on earthly things. Their ceiling is too low. They need Jesus. Jesus is joy. They need something wonderful. Jesus is wonderful. The wonder of Jesus supersedes changing circumstances. The joy of the Lord is our strength. There's There's an old chorus called His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. I used to sing it as a boy with my family all the time. And it comes from Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful Counselor. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. True joy is found in understanding who God is. And trusting him. Learning to trust in him. Growing in that. Thank God for that. But not only that, true joy is found in what God has provided in the gospel. In the first two verses of chapter 4, they speak of two amazing ladies. Ladies. Yodia and Sintiki, who along with others labored alongside Paul in the gospel and whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. By the way, these two women once again remind me that it's Mother's Day. And I want to remind the mothers and the young girls in this room, in this sanctuary, to rejoice in the Lord. Because your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Because of the gospel. You believe in Jesus, don't you? Then your names are written in the book of life. You can't earn salvation. Salvation is yours through faith, by believing in Jesus Christ, that he took care of all that for you. Doesn't mean, ladies, that your circumstances will always be easy. These two ladies were actually going through some difficulty at the time that needed to be worked out, but they could both rejoice in the Lord because the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross was shed for them. Ladies, you cannot be loved by God in Jesus Christ any more than what God already loves you. It's impossible because of the gospel. Rejoice in the Lord, ladies. Again, we men say, along with Paul, rejoice. You didn't think I'd forget Mother's Day, did you, in my sermon? Oh, you have little faith. I was born on Mother's Day. May 13th, 1956. 1956. All year long, for years, when I've greeted my mother, the first thing I say is, Happy Mother's Day. And she says, Happy Birthday, son. My mom and I have a special bond that cannot be changed. And that's true between you and God. Because you are trusting in Jesus. Remember what Mephasa said to Simba on The Lion King? Simba. Remember who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and in the context of Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord in chapter 3, 21, we're reminded of who we are. We're citizens of heaven. Right now, we're citizens of heaven. Our names are written in the, in the book of life and we are citizens of heaven. We have concerns about COVID-19, legitimate concerns. We have concerns about a great many things we're supposed to have and how we're supposed to respond as Christians. But joy, true joy, comes from understanding who God is and from what he has provided so freely for us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It cannot be taken away from us. It cannot fluctuate up or down or in or out or here or there like circumstances can. Paul reminds us of this because in the worries of life, we tend to forget it, don't we? And that's one of the reasons he gave us preachers. That he, through his saved ones, would be glorified. This world is not our home, folks. We're just a passing through. Rejoice in the Lord. Now listen to what the Apostle Paul tells us on the heels of telling us we're citizens in heaven. He says, and we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Excuse me, I need a Kleenex. It's my resurrection time. (laughs) This tie was in my pocket. The tomb is empty. And because he lives, when he returns, your bodies will rise up from your graves and be transformed to be like his glorious body. Rejoice in the Lord for such a gospel. I want to begin winding this message down by emphasizing the fact that true joy and true peace go together. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the result of the gospel. Because Jesus has won peace with God for you on the cross, you can pray and trust in in who he is in his sovereignty to take you in his arms and carry you through it's a peace that passes understanding it's a peace that is there when it shouldn't be as far as the world is concerned the world does not understand this peace the most wealthy person outside of faith in Jesus Christ in our world does not understand this peace. It's not on their radar. The world is only familiar with worldly peace when there is money in the bank. When there is no sickness. Everything is going okay. And there's no COVID-19. Or at least it's winding down. Worldly peace is fleeting The world needs Jesus. Pray then that sinners would confess their sins and confess to God that their ceiling is too low. That they might fall into the arms of the Prince of Peace and find in Him their all in all. And believe that he died for their sin and rose again to free them into a life that cannot be fully put into words. And the exciting thing is that even now, during COVID-19, there are those who are coming to true faith in Jesus Christ, just like there, there was in the days of the Apostle Paul and his troubling circumstances, Not only has this COVID crisis stripped us of some of our idols and caused us to look to the Lord in a new way, he's used it to advance his gospel kingdom. I don't think you and I could calculate how many new people began to listen to gospel messages through Facebook and YouTube during this time. I just don't think we could calculate it just in our little small way, which I believe is huge in the eyes of God. There's been others who have listened to my resurrection messages. And I'm so thankful. Pilgrim's Rest had drive-in services at at the place where their church burnt down. And they did it. There's different ways of doing it. They did it with a loudspeaker, and the neighbor who had never visited their church for years would come out on the porch to listen to the message. I want you to know, Paul says, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He is all glorious in all of his attributes. And he has provided abundantly for us in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always then. Again, I say, rejoice. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are a God of joy. May we find in you, O Lord, by trusting in your sovereignty and in who you are, our joy. We ask, O Lord, that we might be those that are received from heaven in saying, thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what it means now in terms of our citizenship and what it will mean when you come again for the Lord, the Apostle Paul says, is at hand. And if he said at that time, the Lord is at hand, he's really at hand for us. So help your weak people and give us strength. Help us worried folk And give us courage in the Lord. And give us discernment in the days in which we live to promote life. And yet, to know that our ceiling is as infinitely high as the God who has saved us. Now be with us. And be with all your people. And bring others into the sheepfold, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's take our hymnal. I believe it's 281. And let's respond.